0: Hey everyone! Welcome to episode two of Bee Chat. Hope you guys are f- gonna find this content interesting and useful. Um, first episode was just kind of saying hi. This so next episode, I'm hopefully gonna try to try to provide some some good stuff and some stuff that people may want to actually listen to. <laughs> but um, it is a little weird. I realize just doing a podcast solo i've listened to some solo podcasts but i I didn't realize how how awkward it can be just literally sitting by myself talking into my iphone but i also feel like it's kind of one of the most purest forms of of content and if and if this is something that people like then it's pretty awesome because i really don't need much to to do this but um but yeah today's uh tuesday march 10th um I recorded my first episode a few days ago but um I didn't upload it yet cuz I was I think just a little nervous and I'm still trying to see what's the best, you know, websites and stuff to to get started on. Still trying to figure all that out, RSS feeds and all that jazz. If any of you are doing podcasts, you probably know know what's up. <laughs> but um but yeah, um today I was um thinking, today I was at work and I've had this conversation with a lot of people about um About happiness and um that's like such a big buzzword but it's something that regardless of people's age I mean unless they're like a really little kid it's a really triggering topic um like even just to go up to someone and be like yo are you happy like most people will either say yes a very few you know what I mean or if they say no that's kind of weird but like very very few people actually think about what that word means and what what they're saying when they say that they're happy and I've given this a lot of thought um just because you know I think it's really interesting and I think a lot of other people do as well but I also come from a background where my my family is from a different culture than than where I was raised and growing up I was really I minimized that a lot I didn't think it was a big deal until I was in my 20s and then I realized oh shit no this is this is I'm this is something I need to address because I saw a lot of issues in me and a lot of people like like my friends that have similar backgrounds we all kind of have the same it's weird. We all have the same strengths and we also all have the same weaknesses. And it's not a coincidence. And that's when it started clicking that, ooh, okay, something's going on here. So anyways, the reason why I bring that up is because I've realized that a lot of different like societies and a lot of different cultures have a very like different approach to being happy. And you guys probably all know this, that you've all heard the cliche where you can be broke, but you know, there's people in India that don't even have x y and z they they struggle every night just to put food on the table, but they 're happy and then you have millionaires in America who are on antidepressants and have anxiety and and all this stuff so makes you kind of think a lot because if personally if i'm if i 'm from both cultures, so for me it's kind of like a personal thing where i 'm like, oh shit like. I don't know. I always felt like a kind of a personal interest and responsibility to kind of figure that out. Like to put it simply, why is a poor person in India or Pakistan um, happy as opposed to a rich person in the United States? And I've gone through both phases. So I've basically realized that although happiness is a huge, it's a huge um, buzzword. So I think I just said that already, but it's like when when people say they're happy, it's like, what do they mean? And what I've come to the realization, at least in America, because this was where I've lived my, my most of my life, my whole life, actually, um, it literally comes down to lack of stress. So what I've realized is that people who are happy in their life, their perception of stress is way different than people who are unhappy, regardless of the variables, regardless of how much, because that takes money out of the picture, that takes your family out of the picture, that takes everything out of the picture, which is how it should be. That's how you should assess happiness, because things can't necessarily make you happy, in my opinion. So stress is a stimuli. When you're stressed, it's something that is being put on you. And the way you perceive it pretty much determines if you're happy or not. So what does that mean? I like using a lot of examples and analogies because it just makes things easier. But I'll give you a really easy example of like, like a lot of people who are overweight struggle to lose weight whether it's for health reasons or just for aesthetics like they want to they want a six pack they want to look better if you look at like the weight loss industry and 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 gyms it's a multi multi multi-billion dollar industry even though everybody knows how to do it you know just you know you got to diet exercise grind it takes hard work takes time takes patience but you got to stay consistent but um it's a multi multi multi-billion dollar industry there's so many marketing so much marketing behind it because they're trying to sell this idea of if you lose weight you'll be happy but the example i'm going to try to give you is that there are the the people who i realize who are like the fattest like not, not to sound mean but the people who i realize who are overweight and i have some people who are very very close to me who are overweight and they've always struggled to lose weight but the thing that i realized is their perception of hunger is really really bad like those like certain people in my life who are overweight and, and and specifically not just overweight, but they're not happy with being overweight. They're 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 they want to lose weight. They're when they get hungry, literally, like when they feel hungry, it's a bad thing, it's a negative thing. And this can this pretty much can come from a multiple like variety of reasons. The way you were raised, your culture, just any of your friends, like just TV messaging, whatever. But. To, to spin it like in a way that, that kind of shows you the opposite, like, for example, in like the Muslim or the Muslim tradition, there's an entire month where you're supposed to fast. So that means you don't eat all day, you don't drink water all day, and you you can eat and drink at night and really early in the morning. The point is, is that if most people that haven't done that, when they hear that, they're like, "Oh, damn, that fucking sucks." Like, I would not want to do that. Why would you want to do that? And it is kind of rough for the first couple of days. I'm not gonna lie. Um, especially in the hotter states, but because you can't have water. But um, but the perception of being hungry after a few days is actually a good thing. Cause, cause why? It means you're doing it right. If you're fasting all day, you should be hungry um and, then and you know your breath gets a little smelly and this is something that you know people from this culture will understand but it's like there's always there's even like little funny jokes and and you know people make fun of each other it's like oh let me smell your breath are you fasting like let me are you cheating are you cheating so there's a totally different perception around hunger during that month within that culture It's a, it's not a bad thing it means you're doing the tradition right so with that being said, a lot of people lose a lot of weight in Ramadan. I've seen it. I've seen it like a hundred times throughout my life, and it's not. And they're not struggling to do it. Um, same thing with a, with a lot of other concepts, like um, the perception of the stress. Some people perceive hunger as stress. Now, don't get me wrong, if you don't eat for like a week, that's not good. But it's normal to feel hungry. And if hunger gives you so much stress that you're starting to freak out and get anxiety. And get angry, like hang- they say, hangry. You know, in in the U.S. Or you get, you get, you get, you get irritable. Um, that's not good. That's not good because that means that you're almost kind of on the same page as someone who is addicted to food. And it's not because you're addicted to food; it's because you can't handle the stress of being hungry. And I personally feel that that can be adjusted. That's kind of like a mental thing. And again, there's multiple reasons why that that's the case and why people develop those types of perceptions of of hunger and stress but you can look at the same thing when you look at like um like work you know um for example the the, the perception of your stress level at work i guarantee you if you're quote unquote unhappy at work you're stressed your 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 coworkers stress you out maybe they don't help you as much as they should you you're you're You know, you may be stressed out by your supervisor or your boss. Um, The workload might stress you out. The type of work might stress you out. The boredom of the work might stress you out. But that perception, the people that are happy at work, I've noticed, like, for example, I've met people who are, like, really bummed out at work. And they, like, let me me say the other other side. I've I've met people who have really boring, like, cubicle desk jobs but they're really happy because they have a lot of stuff going on outside of work. So their perception of stress of at work is like, "Oh, I don't care, it's normal. I just want to do, put in my 9 to 5 and go home and play with my newborn baby." They're not they're happy, you know, because they got a lot of stuff going on. As opposed to someone who doesn't have a lot of stuff going on and their perception of of their stress at work is like, "God damn, it this sucks." You know, like again, it's like um if you feel like your work environment is a type of stress that that really kind of puts you in a state of like I don't like this. It's probably not going to work out. You're probably not going to excel. You're probably not going to get promoted. People are going to think you're weird or or lazy, which is probably not the case. But if I had to put it like really really cheesy and really simple, um, if you if you had to had to pick one of these two options, there's this is kind of cheesy, but just you had just, just kind of you know work with me. If you had to pick one of one of these two options would you say that your feelings around your boss are fear-based or love-based and again i know that sounds corny but if you think about it love not in like an intimate way love in more of like a in a more of like a emotional way like if you you actually care about the business or you know the other co-workers as opposed to fearing them and not wanting to disappoint them or not wanting to get fired or not wanting to get demoted or or etc cetera, etc cetera. those are two completely different perceptions of when you're walking into the work just like hunger if you're overweight as opposed to someone who's skinny you've all met skinny people they don't eat shit all day and they'll have one burrito or something and they're good it's be- it's not because they don't they can't eat as much as other people it's because they don't care if they're hungry as much they're just like eh, whatever we all know those people but um but yeah i was thinking about that a lot today it's like this how you think about the stress that you're gonna get every single day of your life literally is the definition of happy or unhappy because if you perceive anything it's like it's like if you have to walk your dog in the evening and that's like a stressful thing to you because like oh god damn it i have to do it if i don't do it his hip's gonna get bad or whatever like he's gonna get overweight as opposed to no no no, i love my dog and i, I want to walk him and i want to walk and it's a completely different mindset but i've noticed it in so many of my friends <clears throat> and family that just that little like shift in your thought in how you perceive uh different stresses i'm using that word a lot stress but it's not stress like like you're freaking out. Stress is just something you feel when you're alive and you're living and you're and you're and you're going through things. But the way that you feel about the stress can totally change, you know, your happiness and your level of happiness. And I don't know, but every time I meet people who are quote unquote more happy, they're you know they just get more shit done. They they things are smoother. Um, the people that you know they when you see someone at work that's crushing it maybe like one of your coworkers they're in that flow state they know what they're doing they don't have to ask other people or rely on other people they're getting stuff done i guarantee you they're not scared of they're not doing that cuz they're scared they're not scared of getting fired they're not scared of their their coworkers beating them at stuff they're they're actually doing it because they quote unquote love the idea or they love the stress because it's they know that you know they have a, maybe a, a a more peaceful sense of like security like okay I know I I know what I'm doing and that can take time but uh I know a lot of people on their it's weird like on their first uh, couple weeks of work they're so nervous and then obviously once you get more used to things people get a lot more calm and relaxed and and but there's absolutely nothing that's changed in the in the actual work it's just you know your feelings around everything that's associated with the work and again that can either cause a lot of stress well, it's going to cause stress, but that stress can either be taken as a good thing or a bad thing, or not necessarily good or bad, just as something that's going to cause you to be in a state of, you know, being scared or, or operating off of fear, or it's going to help you be like, oh no, okay, I I can do this, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not a big deal, like, and I should be feeling a little nervous because it's a new job, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just kind of how you think about it, but I've noticed that in so many people, like I had... um. It's the same thing with loneliness. Like a lot of people will say, oh, I'm not happy because I'm lonely. Or there's codependency or, you know, girlfriends or boyfriends who are very needy. Same with husbands and wives and they sabotage relationships. But again, it goes back to why, what's your perception of being alone and why is that a bad thing? If someone can't sit and be alone in an apartment or a home why you know that's that's a question to ask and it's like why is that why am i why am i getting anxiety about being alone similarly it's like you know people you know, like these kind of people usually need to be around people all the time and it's not very really efficient because you can get a lot of shit done when you're when you're alone but if your perception of being alone and again this can come from culture um like i knew people growing up they would they going back to the food thing but they would not they would skip meals if they didn't have people to eat it with because it was cultural but again then you're not going to eat and then you're not going to perform well etc etc so your perception of stuff whether it's loneliness hunger work stress all of that can either be seen in one of two ways and if you see it in a way where it's not negative where it's where it's actually not a big deal your things are going to go smoother way smoother and this is something that i've realized in my personal life but but yeah i was thinking about that a lot today um just a perception of stress perception of stress and, and anything can give you stress literally um, you've all seen people have road rage or when they're driving literally like go go look at someone who's like thirty minutes early to work they have the same road and the same issues that you do when you're driving to work and you're let's say you're, you have ten minutes to get there and, and you're rushing but you're gonna perceive that journey and that that commute as a lot more stressful than somebody who has 30 minutes to kill and they're early and they're probably going to chill in the parking lot and listen to music or listen to this podcast and and walk in you know right right when it's right right when they're on time but you can literally apply this to anything that's what that's the cool thing about this concept of of just like perceiving stress not in a bad way um like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, they even say that about like certain animals and stuff. Like, they can sense that on you if you're, if you're, if you're scared of them or if you're stressed out as opposed to just being calm and, and chill. You know, animals can pick up on that. Um, and, you know, probably so can humans. And, and especially in certain settings, that, that makes a big difference. People can tell if you're anxious or if you're stressed and that can impact how they interact with you. Um, I know some people that they're, the way they be, they behave can sometimes make me like stressed out cuz i'm like oh man like this person's really stressed out what's going on so i think that's really like the big thing is like why if there's anything in your life that you know is causing you to not be as effective as you can be in any aspect think about why you feel the way you do about that thing again i think one of the easiest examples is losing weight and instead of people like going on all these crazy diets and, and 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 crossfit and all these exercise programs and people spend so much money and go through so many lengths just to lose like 5 10 15 20 pounds but it's like i bet you if you just sat them down or took them to the side and said hey what's going on when you feel hungry now not starving but like that's different but like when you're hungry because technically, I, I don't know, I think I remember in a biology class, you can go like a week and a half or two weeks without food. So logically and rationally, you know you if you haven't eaten like breakfast or something and you're freaking out or you're upset, you know you can go 14 days without food. So why are you upset? There is some type of emotional connection maybe then to food that you need to work on or something because then you're, you're fucked. Even if you lose 50 pounds, it's going to come back as soon as something in your life gets you stressed. So I think this also kind of works similarly with like, I mean, I'm not like a doctor and I don't want to give any opinions that aren't true, but even people who may have like addictions or have a really tough time letting go of certain substances, it's a lot of times I found it's not necessarily that they're like, for sure, they're doing it because they want the effects of the substance. But when they're not on the substance, that's when the issue happens. That's when they freak out. That's when they have anxiety. That's when they get stressed and they can't handle sobriety. So they go to the substance. It's not necessarily that they're super, super addicted to the, the high, which that's part of it, but then there's they get used to that. The big problem is, is that they can't handle the opposite. So again, it applies to that too. It can apply to a lot of things, but I don't know. I was just thinking about that a lot today, but man, I don't know how long I should make these podcasts. This is like 18 minutes, but I feel weird just talking by myself into the phone. But I think 15 to 20 minutes is probably a good length for now. I don't know, we'll see if I get more time to do these if people actually start, you know, engaging and I, the people that subscribe and stuff then can maybe beef it up to an hour or something, 30 minutes an hour, but I think this is probably a good length for now. But yeah, I'm going to I'm also going to start up like an email, try to start up some social media channels so you guys can uh, interact and and type, you know, comments and questions. I'm going to be starting hopefully a YouTube channel tonight that'll coincide with, you know, all the podcasts. Uh, hosting so that i like youtube i think it's just easier um all this podcast stuff confuses me but i'm gonna try to just throw this up on youtube and yeah it's bchat podcast Uh, thanks everyone for listening and hope you got something out of it and yeah come back for the next one thanks